Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. been trying to declutter your house and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Hi, and welcome to today's podcast episode. I am so excited to share this episode with you because it's one that I've been wanting to do for a long time, and that is talking about simplifying your postpartum experience. And I have talked about this before from the lens of my expertise, which is decluttering, how decluttering during your pregnancy or even if you're a major planner before you even get pregnant is one of the most supportive things you can do for your postpartum experience and your family because you are reducing the overall workload inside of your home. You're making it so that you have less to do. You have more time and energy to just focus on your recovery as a mother, on the new baby in your home, but it also makes it easier for you to ask for help, to invite people over, to 
tell them what exactly it is that you need. It's very difficult to tell people what you need when your house is cluttered and messy and overwhelming to you. So that's what I specialize in when I talk about the postpartum experience. And I have a friend, her name is Miranda Bauer. I've known her for several years. I actually learned a lot from her during my last two pregnancies and postpartum experiences to make them better than my first ones. And she is the founder of Postpartum University. She had some very extreme experiences during her postpartum life, which she shares with you on this episode. Um, Everything is serious as postpartum rage and postpartum bipolar. And she has made it her mission to learn how to support mothers in their postpartum experiences in a way that actually works for them. She talks about how it is common for moms to experience postpartum depression and anxiety, extreme hair loss, um, to develop autoimmune disorders. It's common, but it's not normal. And it's very difficult to find solutions for these very big problems that you're experiencing when you're in the middle of it. And I think we know that. If it's hard just to get out of bed, how in the world are you supposed to try and figure out how to fuel your body, how to balance your hormones, how to do this very high-level stuff when just getting out of bed is a struggle for you. So I hope that you enjoy this less, or this episode. Even if you aren't in the postpartum phase anymore, you might find it very comforting to listen to. You might be able to give yourself some grace if you had a particularly you know, demanding postpartum experience or struggled you know, in a very big way. Learning what you can learn in this episode might be healing for you. It might be beneficial for you. And it's an episode that if you listen to it and you know what we talk about in it, then you can send it on over to a friend and you can refer Miranda to them. Um, whether they are pregnant, they are thinking about pregnant or getting pregnant, or <laughs> you might be able to hear my kids in the background for this intro, um, or maybe they're in the postpartum experience and you want to support them and you want to help them, but you just don't know how, sending them to Miranda might be that way that you can do that. So without talking anymore, let's get into the episode with Miranda. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I'm sitting with my friend, Miranda. And she actually is from Alaska too, or you're in Alaska. I don't know if you're actually from Alaska. I, well, kind of both. I mean, I was a military kid. And so we moved here when I was like six. So I just tell people I'm from here. <laughs> yeah, you're basically from there. Um, I'm also from Alaska. So that was, it's always fun to meet another Alaskan. But the conversation today, I'm really excited about because it's one that I don't specialize in, but I've experienced, and I know that a lot of you have experienced, and I've talked about it from my end, you know, my specialty decluttering your home and simplifying it and the way that it affects us in our postpartum phases and how decluttering and setting up your home to actually support you in the postpartum phase is one of the best things I think you can do to set yourself and your family up for success. But it's not the only thing. I said, it's one of the best things you can do. It's not the only thing And I'm really excited to talk to Miranda today because she specializes in so many ways to support your actual body and your mind in the postpartum phase through nutrition specifically and figuring out how to balance your hormones. And I've learned so much from her just from following her on Facebook. I think we met in like a mom 
business group at some point. I don't really remember, but I've learned so much from you and I've been able to have two babies from the moment that I met you and like followed your stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I didn't do any of this with my first ones. And so I got to do some different things with my last two babies, especially my last, last baby, um, especially with how I eat. So I'm super excited to talk to you because these, there are things that like, we just don't know. It's not like mainstream information, but it's so powerful and I've seen it in practice and it's really effective. So super excited to talk to you, Miranda, but can you tell us just a little bit more about yourself? Anything that I missed? Probably. Thank you. No, I appreciate that interest so, so much. So um, I am a mom of four. And so I've been there and actually I started this journey of supporting other women through this postpartum period because of my own intense experiences. So I've experienced depression, extreme anxiety, rage. Um, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, which is a really common thing that no one talks about in regard to postpartum. Um, and I even had postpartum bipolar with a kid. So like I have really, I know what it means to have mental health and physical health challenges during this time. And I also know exactly what it means to experience like the most beautiful healing birth and postpartum experiences. And so I, I really am doing this work because of that journey, because of my, my, you know, personal experiences, but also from that seeing how many women are really, really struggling with this. Like this is, you know, epidemic levels that we are experiencing depression, anxiety, and autoimmune issues. And no one is taking it seriously. And we're hearing more about it, right? We're saying we're, we've started to really normalize depression and anxiety and postpartum. And there's plenty of places that are uh, using, you know, uh, doing everything that they can to, to let us know that this exists to their, their companies and organizations that solely exist to let us know that it's okay <laughs> to have postpartum depression and anxiety, but it's really not. And I, and I think this is so incredibly important to recognize that just because something is normal or just because something is common, uh, excuse me, common doesn't mean that it's normal in the least bit. And yes, we need to recognize that this is happening. And yes, we need to understand that, hey, this is a thing, you know, society, pay attention, wake up, like this is happening to our mothers, but there has to be something else that we have to start looking at. Why is this occurring? Why are women struggling so much during this time? And there's a multitude of answers that we can provide for that. And and really, how do we how do we stop that? Because this is not okay. Yeah, that's one of the things that I've seen you you share a lot too. That I was like, like yeah, you're right. Like, yes, this happens, but like, why is this the accepted norm? Like, it shouldn't be normal to feel that way. Like, it shouldn't be just something that you're like, oh, just get through it, right? Or oh, everybody goes through this. Like, it shouldn't be that way. Um, and that was one of the things that I was like, oh, so then, then what is it, right? Like, it's not normal for my hair to fall out. Then like, what is supposed to happen? Because my hair has fallen out almost every time in like mass amounts. So what's, you know, like, what else is there, I guess, because we don't really see that 
we don't get to see like, what else is there? Like, what is it like to have a baby and keep your hair? <laughs> and it's amazing okay. to me because our, so our entire society is in on this, right? Like it's, you go to your doctors and they're like, oh yeah, of course you just had a kid. It's totally normal. You go talk to your mom, your sister, your friend. And they're like, yeah, you just had a baby. It's totally normal. Like, of course your hair is falling out. Of course you feel like crap. Of course your uh, hormones are out of balance. It's totally fine. You just had a baby and you're thinking, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? Where did I go? How come I'm feeling this way? And really what we've done is we've settled for mediocre motherhood. We have we have essentially labeled motherhood as this very painful transition in our life that we just have to suck up. And it's very frustrating to to see that that has become our normal. It's not okay. This is how we're raising, we're raising the next generation. We're raising our babies. We're teaching our children what motherhood looks like. We are programming their DNA in the first couple of days. And then we're programming their, their nervous system with our own. And yet we are the ones feeling completely depleted and exhausted and without the the tools and support systems that we need and that is having a negative effect on our children it's tearing marriages apart we see the divorce rates are significant and then you add life stress on top of it i mean we're we've got potential you know we're our world is in war right now we've just you know there's still COVID, you know, going on, the pandemic and all of that in itself is incredibly traumatic on a cultural, on a societal level. And so when we add that into our, you know, our already crazy busy lives and this quote unquote normalcy of what mother is supposed to look like, of course we're depressed. Of course we're experiencing so much anxiety. Of course our physical health has plummeted significantly. It's kind of a biological norm, right? Like if you're not getting your needs met, that's pretty normal to not feel great. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. So my question for you is you've had those experiences, very intense experiences. It sounds like as far as what your postpartum seasons were, what was the thing that got you to, cause I feel like when you're in it, it's so hard to like, it's already so hard to just like get through a day. Like, how did you figure out like, okay, I need to do more than just get through a day. I also need to like completely relearn an entire way of existing, which focuses on different kinds of foods and different kinds of practices that people really aren't talking about. Like, what was the thing that got you into that and figuring and untangling all of this? Yeah, that's such a great question because, you know, when you're in the depths of it, it's, like getting out of bed feels absolutely impossible. Like you want to do it, but you don't know how to do it. Like, you know how, but you don't like, you just, it, it, it's so hard to make it actually happen. Um, and, and that's the same with healing in general and, and doing the things like so many of us know what we need, right? We know that we need a good meal. We know that we need a good night's sleep, but how in the world do you make that happen? And, and how do you even move yourself to to begin 
making those steps to make it happen, right? It's when you're in the throes of it, it's incredibly difficult. But I will tell you that I had lived that way over and over. I mean, I, I remember thinking to myself after my son was born, my first, like, why in the world am I here? Why did God even make me a mother? Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. And right around the time that he was six or seven months old, um, I had, I became a single mother. And about after, uh, about a month or so after that, I remember sitting there watching him play because engaging was too difficult, but watching him play on the floor with like a little stuffy and he um, kind of smiles and he's, he's kind of cooing a little bit and babbling and having a great time. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, I cannot keep doing this. I have to change. And it was, it was just such a random moment of time, like something just clicked. And I was like, I don't know what I have to do. I am so lost. I have no idea who I am. I, I, again, can barely make it out of bed and only do so because my son needs me to. So where do I start? And so really like, you know, insert Google, (laughs) I was like Googling, like, okay, what do you do? And, and coming to understand that, like, wow, this feels so isolating and so alone and nobody gets it. I mean, I was living in my parents' house at the time because I couldn't afford anything else. And I'm a single mother now and I don't have a job. I didn't even have a vehicle. Like I was counting pennies in the grocery store aisle living on my savings. Um, and it was, it was exceptionally, exceptionally difficult. And so I, I mentioned that because, um, I didn't have a support system and no one knew that I was going through what I was going through. Like even the people closest to me, like my mom, right. She, I remember her specifically saying, yeah, it's rough, but you have to figure it out. Like I figured it out. So you're going to have to figure it out. So I'm going to let you struggle so that you can grow to be strong. Like that was the generational belief that a lot of people had. And so, you know, I was like, fine, I'll I'll figure it out myself, which is, you know, that over independence, like is really kind of what helped get me out of it, but it also kept me in it longer. And it's also a trauma response um, when we're hyper uh, independent, but it was, uh, really that's, that was kind of my turning point was watching my son and knowing that I had to do something different and then beginning the journey. And it was like a science experiment. I was like, I have no idea what's going to work. I have no idea how to do this, but I'm just going to try one thing and see how it feels. If it feels good, I'm going to keep it in my life. And if it doesn't feel good, I'm going to get rid of it. And I treated everything like that. Like, no, that doesn't feel good. Gone. Right. And that's pretty much what I did. And as I started to heal my body and as I started to have more feel good moments, I wouldn't say there was more of them than the not so great moments. Um, I mean, I was experiencing panic attacks at the time. I was having very irrational thoughts. I was not sleeping to the point that I was hallucinating at night. Like my curtains would come alive. I remember the first time it happened, like running out of my room thinking like, dear God, like what is going on in my brain? Like, this is so not okay. Um, 
So taking these, these tiny baby steps. And then when I started really researching it, I'm a science nerd at heart. I was a science student before getting pregnant. Um, and so I kind of knew where to go to like find the data. Like I started like, what, what's the data on this? Like, why are so many women experiencing this? What about, what do other people do? What are other cultures do? And I started just asking these questions and doing this heavy research. And that's when I started discovering like, actually how to heal your body. And I was mind blown. Like, why do nobody, why is no one talking about how to heal our body? We've, our focus is so much on our baby, right? The best breast pump, the breast car seat, you know, getting all the clothes ready. Like that's your postpartum, you know, prep. And, and I, I completely had no idea. Like, how did my body change? We all know your body changes, but nobody talks about you know, your nervous system changes, how your brain actually changes, how your gut actually changes the way you don't even process foods the same way. Like no one told me any of this. And so when I started really implementing those strategies is when I really started to come out of things um, and able to truly heal my body. And, and it became my mission from that point forward. Like I have to tell everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I went to school, I did all of the things, I um, got all the certifications, degree, like wrote the books, started teaching at, um, uh, it, well, speaking at universities, um, showing up in, in classrooms, like it was a really, really big deal. And here it, it is today, I run Postpartum University, I'm the founder and CEO of Postpartum University, which is massive. So um, it's been quite a journey, but it began from that moment of just like, I got to do something. I got to do something different for him. Yeah. And I've had a lot of those moments too, where you're like, they don't think this is how it's supposed to be. Um, and I'm super ex excited to talk about postpartum university because um, for a lot of reasons, first and most obviously is that most of the preparation is like pregnancy, which is like, I'm not trying to minimize the experience of pregnancy, but your body just does everything on its own. <laughs> Like your body's just on autopilot. You don't have to wake up and be like, you know, I, I guess we're going to grow this today, right? Like your body just does it. I feel like the postpartum phase is more complicated because it's so reliant on what you decide to do um, and what kind of information you have about what you should actually do. And so there's just a huge lack of information on that. Like I said, I'm not trying to discredit pregnancy. I know a lot of pregnancy can be difficult birth, especially labor and birth needs its own kind of preparation, but it's like this postpartum phase that I feel like is the most complicated and longest is completely dismissed and completely ignored. Um, but I have another question for you and then we can go into kind of the details of like what this actually looks like and what we actually do. But did you have other experiences, like other births and other postpartum experiences that were different from that first one as you started like making changes? And if so, what were those like? Yeah, absolutely. So I was, I was a single mom for a really long time and I was pretty certain that I was going to stay a single mom forever and that I was never going to get married again. And like, you know, I was never going to have any more kids because that was way too traumatic of an experience. Um, and of course I met my husband, <laughs> my now husband, uh, and we ended up having three beautiful girls together. Um, and the first like I remember getting pregnant and I was like, well, obviously this is going to be a completely different experience. And I have all of these tools and I have all of this knowledge 
And I had another, you know, my, my son's birth was a home birth. It was beautiful, like amazing birth. So the second birth around was the same. Um, and I was like, I, I was a completely different person and I, you know, incorporated a lot of the strategies in terms of eating and making sure that I was going to get rest. And, you know, I had, you know, sent my, my husband to a childbirth education course and like, we were doing all of this together. So he, like, we were super informed and he was informed and we were on a team and it was going to be a completely different experience. And it, it really was in the first, um, I want to say two to three months, I was, I was really, really doing good. I mean, I felt very amazing. And I, and what happened was when the, the shift started to occur was when I was feeling so good that I thought I could do everything anyway. So it's like, well, this is a completely new experience. I feel so good. Of course I can do the laundry. Of course I can go on this really long walk. Of course I can, you know, just stay up another hour or two because I'm just doing so well. Right. <laughs> and so that really went downhill very, very quickly by six months postpartum. I, that, that whole, um, you know, blissful space just completely left my body. And I was once again, struggling and it manifested as rage. It was very, very intense. It was also the baby that I, um, ended up with an autoimmune disease with, I lost so much weight and I was doing everything I could to keep the weight on. I wasn't eating the right foods. I was eating the salads and the smoothies and the things that, you know, um, I thought were really healthy because at the time I knew that food had a massive impact, but I didn't realize what food I had still yet to dive into those components in my studies and, um, destroyed me. So I, I was also vegetarian for a long time because we are told that that's really good for us too. Um, and for my body, it wasn't, I hit 82 pounds before heading to the doctor and being diagnosed, um, with ulcerative, um, colitis and a massive gut infection. Um, it was, it was terrible. Um, I would have moments, well, every single morning I, I couldn't do anything. I, I couldn't plan my life until after nap time because the whole morning I would be in the bathroom um, to the point where I would occasionally pass out on the floor because things were so painful and I was losing so much blood and I anemia, all, all of this. It's, it was very, very scary, very scary. I mean, like my, my daughter at the time who was, um, six, it was between six and nine months. Like I had all her toys, like in the bathroom and like, you know, her diapers and everything that I needed, like in the bathroom so that I can be there, you know, struggling and in pain and still watch her <laughs> while my husband worked, right? Like it was, it was terrifying. Um, my, my third, I was like, this whole thing is going to be so different, right? Um, I got pregnant and I was going to, um, I was going to do the village thing, 
right? And so I gathered all of my friends. I had made it very clear about what my needs were. We were going to do a meal train. I had ordered all the things, um, prepped some meals in advance. And, and I remember um, I, had, I had several food allergies and restrictions that I was going through. And this, um, my mom ended up coming over after the birth and she made me um, it was like a chili soup. And she was like, just so you know, I put some pork pepperoni in there just for added flavor. And I was devastated. I was like, but you know, I'm allergic to pork. And she's like, yeah, but it's just for like flavor. Right. And she, she just didn't understand. And, and I remember feeling so defeated in that moment. Like I can't even eat that dang meal. (laughs) And no one really showed up, right? Like it was like the meal train, like people were falling through, falling through, like, and they weren't really showing up. And, you know, after a couple of weeks, like I didn't hear from anybody, right? Or if they, if I did, it was like, how's your baby doing? Or can I come over and hold your baby? And so I was like, okay, something has got to shift. And I recognize now that, you know, we're all, we all have so much going on in our lives and what was, you know, uh, this ideal picture of what postpartum was generations ago when women would come over to your home and they would cook you your meals and they would, you know, help you breastfeed and help you get in the shower and hold your baby while you rest um, and, and do all of these things. That's not, that's not reality anymore. Like that can, it, it can exist obviously, but chances are it doesn't. And you can't recreate that because we're all struggling and we all need that, right? right? We all need it. And so it's so difficult to assume that, you know, your, your community is going to do that when we're all feeling like we're failing. Um, so that was a whole new experience. And so by the fourth baby, I was like, okay, like now I have all of the pieces together. Like I've, you know, uh, I had a background and, um, uh, studies and, uh, psychology now and, and specializing in maternal mental health. Um, at that point I was in the throes of creating my certification program. Um, like, so I, I really had the deep knot, like I had spent, I mean, my, my son is 13 now and my, he's my oldest and my youngest is almost three. So I've had a solid nine years <laughs> of experiences, um, uh, going, moving into, to this. And so it was completely different experience. I had prepared my meals in advance. Um, I had all of the things on hand. I made sure that my children knew what was happening and what was to expect, you know, to be expected and how mommy is going to need lots of rest. Um, we, um, decluttered our house. We got rid of so many things. We were, we were so, prepared for the experience. And it truly was the most amazing postpartum experience. I had all of the support people in my life that I I wanted and needed. Um, I had so much positive meat, like all of my meals were like, we didn't have to think twice about half of anything, right? Like it was, it was just absolutely amazing. And because of that, um, because of that preparation and having those very key support people, um, 
that some of some of which were hired that was going to be there no matter what right like it was everything was like this is the way it's going to be and of course that doesn't always work out and there was some hiccups here and there um, but it was it was an incredible experience love that and okay I have, two, I have two things one's a story but the one thing I want to point out about that is that it took you four kids to have four kids trial and error your way through four of those experiences before you finally figured it out. And that's why I think the work that you do is so important because people can, you know, not have to do that, right? Like not have to practice. And not only just four kids, but also I was an expert in the field. I was all, I had already written three books. I had already, you know, was speaking at universities and conferences around the world. I was already you know, I was attending births. I was, you know, a postpartum doula. I was doing all of the things already. I was already an expert in the field and took me four kids. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't all want to have four kids just so that we can practice our way into figuring it out. (laughs) That's not a good way to do it. Um, but the one thing too, that I wanted to mention, like when I first met you, this little one behind me, you guys can't see her on the podcast, but Kaylee's there, my four-year-old. Um, she was like, I think six months or so when I first started following you and you made us some post about like something about like physical activity after pregnancy. And I was like, oh, I'm going to start working out. Cause like you, I was like, I know so much more this time. Cause she was my third. And I had like, I was feeling great. Like I kept my hair. I was, I had energy and I was doing really well about like having the logistics of my life set up so that I could just sit on the couch with her. And then like you, I was like, I feel great. Like, why wouldn't I go to this stuff? Like, why wouldn't I start working out? And I, I said something about that and you were like, no, <laughs> like, don't do it. Like you're not ready, but I felt ready. And that stuck with me because I was like, why, why not? Like, I feel fine. Full disclosure. I didn't listen to you. And I also felt the effects of it where it was like, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. And then hit a wall, like just hit a wall completely, got pregnant again. And it was really hard to recover from that. It was really hard to be pregnant without being fully recovered to the point that I could have been. Um, and then I think it made that postpartum experience with my next baby harder. Cause I was, you know, I was already depleted in a way and I didn't get a chance to get fully recovered, which is my question to you. Cause you say that postpartum, the season of it lasts six years. Is that like six years for everybody? Or is that how long it can last? Cause I'm like, I had six years between two of my kids. So I'm like, technically I've, I had just gotten out of the postpartum period. And then I had another one. Is that like the, can you explain that to me? The six years? Yeah. Now? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and, and a lot of people will tell you that postpartum is for life, right? Post means after. And so that we're really postpartum for life. But our body takes a solid several years to heal. And that is not the case for everyone, but that is the average six years. There was a recent study that that did this, um, that to feel well again, physically, emotionally, and mentally, it takes a solid six years in order to do that. And I, I felt that completely with my son, those six years in between, I was like, I'm ready now. Finally, I was like, I'm excited. Not just like, like, yeah, I could do it. It was like, I was excited to do it. So 
I don't feel that this is, again, it's common, but it's not the norm. It should not be the normal, right? And our bodies are designed to have lots of babies and not necessarily back to back, but, you know, with a two to three year gap in between. And, and oftentimes, like in my, my case, I was very much pregnant before I was done being postpartum or, you know, have um, had my, my body back to a, a state of, of normalcy after having kids, you know, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Uh, but it, we, we lack so many of the tools. We lack the support systems. We lack the knowledge of what it takes to truly heal our bodies. And we don't live in a society that supports that in the least bit. We tell women all the time that, you know, two weeks after birth, even a cesarean, it's like you're, you're supposed to be back at work and your baby's in daycare. And, you know, that's, that's the world that we currently live in right now. Um, and for, for many of them, and of course, it's always, it's not always the case, but it's, it's an expectation that you continue living life as if you've never had a baby. And that does not work. You know, we, we can look at um, someone who's had an abdominal surgery or a massive surgery on their leg. And what does a doctor do? They tell them, oh, you need to be laying down horizontal for a good, you know, eight weeks. You must have physical therapy in order to heal. You really need rest and nutrition. Like that is standard. <laughs> when somebody has a major surgery, these are what we tell people, but when you give birth, like suck it up and move on. Even if you, even if you're someone who's had a cesarean, right? Like, cool. Congratulations. Beautiful baby. Now go back to doing all of the things you were doing before. Yeah. It's so true. It's so scary to think of, think of it. Um, okay. So let's talk about like ways to actually get support with this. Cause I know you have postpartum university, which is a membership and I know what you focus on, you know, nutrition, getting better sleep, your nervous system. Um, I think you also said something about like cyclical living, which to me, I'm so into that. Um, but can you tell us a little bit, like just simple steps to start improving this? Cause even if you are like, like you said, if your babies are even like two, three, four years old, this stuff can still be helpful for you and might actually be the missing piece that you have to getting back to feeling somewhat normal, fully normal, right? Let's say that, like just get back to feeling fully normal. So um, yeah, what do you offer inside of that and how can we find it? Yeah, so postpartum university is actually like my entire space and what you just described, my membership is um, a program within that that space and it's called reclaiming postpartum wellness um, and it is a membership and there is a course and um, uh, I'm, I'm giving you step by step the the ways in which you want to follow in order to heal your body and this is something that hundreds thousands of women have gone through to heal their own body whether it's from depression anxiety extreme hair loss fatigue, autoimmune symptoms, um, or just wanting to be the best mom and version of themselves, right? And so we do go through, you know, what does it mean to have whole body support? 
Um, we offer an entire support system. Like when you join the program, we have um, five major professionals. We have a um, clinical psychologist. We have a naturopathic doctor, an actual MD. Um, we have an occupational therapist, a gentle parent coach, and a Reiki master who focuses on generational healing and those kinds of things. And just like the energetics of of life. And those five providers are available to you 24 seven within this group on top of myself. Um, and so like you can, you have a question, you can, you can tag like someone who is trained and who understands how the body functions during this postpartum period. So you have your entire, um, you, you have the support tools and you have the entire support system and, and people there. Uh, and so that's basically the program. We walk you through, you know, what does it mean to have whole body support? We give you um, an entire nutrition plan and, and guide. And so we show you exactly how to support yourself with food, all of the recipes included. Um, we get into um, hormone balance um, how to get better sleep, right? What if you're, you've got to sleep with a little one, or what if you got, um, um, sleep issues with a toddler? What if everyone in the house is sleeping, but you can't, right? Like, what do you do? Um, what's going on within your body? Like all of these pieces together, the, of course, there's also trauma healing, um, that's a massive part of it, uh, especially when it comes to our nervous system, releasing generational trauma. We talk about um, cyclical living, right? Like how to live in balance with our own cycle, um, tracking that, like it's, it's finding our own rhythms, the rhythms of our bodies, the rhythms of our um our family, right? The rhythms of our children and, and weaving that into our daily lives there's so many different components of like finding your normal and discovering who you are again. Of course, there's exercise. That's a big part of that reestablishing your core. Um, and so we offer everything, right? Everything that you really need to help you support and support you and healing your body. At Postpartum University also holds a certification program for professionals. So we service not just moms, but we service um, professionals in the field who are supporting moms. So um, we are in over 40 different countries. We support um, physical therapists, uh, clinical therapists uh, and counselors, doctors, midwives, doulas, nurses, um, nutritionists. They come through and do these um, and do the certification and trainings. Um, we have tons of trainings as well. So we offer a gamut of things, but majority of what we have is not just for women in the first few weeks or even the first few months postpartum. This is for those who are several years postpartum. I mean, we have women in this group who are like 10 plus years postpartum and simply just need to be like their symptoms developed in postpartum and they're experiencing that healing that comes because we're getting to the root of the problem, right? Your body psychologically and physiologically shifts and, and postpartum. And so when we address those shifts and we, uh, we support you at that root cause level, then everything feels so much better and more easily doable. Like you don't have to do the trial and error that I did <laughs> all of those children. So 
Right. I would say, so I have one last question before we hang up and I'm wondering if I'm like overthinking this or not, but you know, when your body, when you experience a trauma, your body and your mind gets kind of stuck in that kind of glitches and gets stuck in that, which I assume can happen in your postpartum experience, which would be why somebody who's 10 years out from having their last baby might still need this kind of support so that they can kind of unhook that and release it. Am I understanding that? Oh yeah, absolutely. And so when, when we experience a trauma, often what our bodies does, it lives in a state of fight or flight. It takes up so much energy. It like, it is exhausting to live in that state, to always be on the lookout for danger. I mean, and we have people who consider themselves empaths, right? Like um, we hear that term being thrown around a lot lately, and it's not that you're empathic, like chances are you're just very traumatized and your, your body is able to respond to um, uh, your environment in such a way to notify you when something is wrong really, really quickly. And it, that's something that's often happened in childhood, like childhood trauma comes rearing out in postpartum. Uh, many cultures believe the reason that this happens is because we are so raw and so vulnerable and we are like literally closer to God than any other time in our lives. And um, these are these are just some of the cultural beliefs of like, why does trauma come up in postpartum when you thought you dealt with that, you know, in your childhood or in, your, you know, your early teens or whatever. And here it is again. It's very, very common. And it's really, truly a gift it is a gift to see what it is that is still living within your cells because trauma lives within, it lives on a cellular level. It, it dictates your DNA and what is, um, uh, it plays a role in your, your DNA, your gene expression, um, so many other factors and components, but it really changes the way your brain operates and functions, your nervous system changes. And when your nervous system is in a state of fight or flight or on the verge of fight or flight all the time, um, that changes the way you digest food. It like so many different things, right? Like, yes, yes. Trauma is a massive, massive thing. And we, we know that women in postpartum um, experience a lot of trauma, not having the support systems on hand and lacking so much, uh, sleep and, and nutrition birth trauma accounts, for, you know, gosh, I, I think in the U S 30% of women, if not more experience some form of birth trauma. And that was a study that was done, uh, almost a decade ago. So I'm sure that's significantly higher. So I like, Trauma is a big deal. It's a big topic. We can spend a lot of time going into this conversation with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a follow-up episode on next. Yeah. It's so interesting to me and it makes so many things make sense and also gives you, um, I think at least for me, like understanding, it gives me some footing to go off of, to be like, oh, nothing's like, obviously something is wrong, but there's nothing inherently wrong with me. It's that I need to work through that experience. So I think having an understanding of like the logistics of trauma and how that works can be very empowering. And then you can find the ways to work through it, like just move through it. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you so much for this episode. I'm going to put all the information so that people can find you and look into postpartum university if it's something that they're interested in. Um, but where, where do you want to lead them to? Where's the best place to find you? 
Yeah, absolutely. So you can go to my website, postpartumu, the letter u.com. Um, I have my entire podcast as well. So if you're into podcasts, obviously you're listening to this one. Um, you can head over to Postpartum University Podcast and you can find that on the website. I have a Facebook group as well that's fairly large and engaging. Um, so wherever you feel comfortable is likely where I am at. So um, just come meet me where you are and um, we can go from there. Stickers and podcasts. This is our jam. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. We will see you on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me on your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.